0: We're back. Episode what? Episode 6? Six. 6 or 7? I oh, we were on 6 last time. Maybe uh, I think it's the long delayed episode 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, had, we had promised our ravenous audience weekly episodes and we failed really over the holidays. Yeah. Uh, so we're. The new year, we're going to recommit.
1: Recommit. Recommit. New year, new me. New year, new podcast. Same podcast. Same people.
0: (laughs) Same people. But things will be new and improved.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd say a lot happened. A lot happened since the last time we talked. Yeah, what was that? Probably early December? Yeah, yeah. Early early December. December. I might have been, was it before Thanksgiving?
0: No, we, we had to have done one after Thanksgiving. That would be devastating. We must have lost at least half our audience if we had that <laughs> big of a delay. You know, we,
1: uh, I think the the most important thing that's happened since we've since we've been gone. Um, I think it's on everyone's mind. Everyone's yeah. talking about it's it. Heavy. You, you can heavy. hear it in the street. Yeah. Um, Everywhere. You can hear it in your office, friends and family. Uh, it's it's really spared no one. this Really topic. across the globe, really. Across the globe. This is really a a, a global event. Uh, all eyes are on the United States and. Uh, particularly the region of New England where uh Tom Brady and Bill belichick uh, just suffered the what I hope to be the death blow to that fucking dynasty
0: yep toast it's over it's over we were just watching with a whimper with bill Belichick <laughs> yeah. out with a whimper so we'll see he's he's a free agent that Tom that is is a free agent and uh he may retire there, I just but have to you have to suspect that he He's gonna to want to play another couple of years. Yeah, he, that's
1: what he said. He said he wanted to play till he's 45. Uh, he's a free agent, so New England has the opportunity to sign him, but so does any other team. They can't stop him from signing with somewhere else. He's had some arguments with Bill Belichick. He, Josh McDaniels is gone. He's gonna take a coaching job somewhere. He, everyone wants him.
0: Yeah, presumably. Presumably, they have
1: no talent on offense. Just absolutely, the cupboard is bare. You're getting back like a 34-year-old gentleman. Yeah,
0: and he can't even catch balls anymore. Yeah, he's, yeah, clearly he's just like dropping one, slant routes. One, one too many concussions, guy. yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and I have to say, there is no there's no more fitting end to this team that loves first-round playoff buys and has relied on them uh, to win as many Super Bowls as they had. There's no better feeling than watching uh, Ryan Fitzmagic... Uh,
0: no, Ryan Tannehill.
1: No, Ryan Fitzpatrick eliminate the buy. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> illusion... <laughs> Of this, this, the, the greatest defense ever yeah. is just shattered. Stefan Gilmore, people are saying, is the defensive player of the year. Maybe even like some people were saying MVP shit yeah. in like the Week Seven era. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick targeted him yeah. and just slayed him with Devonte Parker. Picked on, picked on, him. picked <laughs> on this best player on the offense and beat New England at home, causing them to not have a first round bye,
0: which caused them to have to play against the big, bad. Tennessee Titans Tennessee Titans who will promptly lose to the Ravens next week and bow out themselves if if God is great yeah. then that will happen yeah <laughs> but uh Derrick Henry just rolled over uh, I mean the there were no points scored in the second half of that game I know which is incredible they just punted the ball back and forth all game long It was the and f- it was just the Titans just couldn't run the ball that was the difference they could run the ball they Derrick Henry and they just ran right up the middle Derrick Henry absolute freight train and uh just great. Just really good for I think really the American people, um, the globe. You know. This is this is the uh the the thi- you know, if karma exists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if the gods are just then this was what had to happen and this is a great redeeming moment in which we can all kind of reunite and say, have faith that um you know Karma does exist, and what 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 you what you uh, what you sow, you will reap. Yeah, and this is and the and Patriots are reaping what they've sown. So yeah,
1: Bill Belichick reaped Derek Henry for <laughs> 180 <laughs> yards up the middle. Just up the gut. There is, could not be stopped. Could not be stopped. It's just love watching the Patriots lose a field position game and lose and, the and, tactical game that Bill yeah. Belichick lives for. Yeah, that, he lives for those games. Those and you 14, know, was, 13 Mike 13 able,
0: like pulling the stunt of getting the delay of game, pulling One of, Belichick's stunt on him, and Belichick's like, oh, I can't believe this. It's Bel, like Yeah, Belichick and the time would, Belichick's pulled that stunt against other teams? Oh, God.
1: It was incredible. It was like a mastery of the rule book. The man scored. The team scored two touchdowns. Yeah. And ended 42-year-old Tom Brady's career <laughs> as a New England Patriot. In my opinion, maybe it, I. You know what, Tom? Yeah. Uh, I know you're a frequent listener. Yeah. Um. I I hope you sign with the Patriots again. I hope you try to run it back without your offensive coordinator and with Sony M- Michelle and Ben Watson and <laughs> whoever else is on that team. And you try going against uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs. Um, Deshaun okay. Watson, these other these incredible young quarterbacks in the AFC who are now getting another year of experience under their belt, while you're a year older. Yep. It's it's over, man. Yep. I think it's over. We got there. We old did man, it. old man, time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Time oh, is undefeated.
2: Yep. Yeah. Truly undefeated. Now. Now. Um,
1: uh, uh, yeah. Much like Soleimani was uh, <laughs> right. Back, right top. before his assassination.
0: <laughs> his assassination. No, that was not an assassination. According to Department of Defense press secretary, <laughs> that was a defensive measure to protect American lives.
1: Yeah, American lives <laughs> in abor- abroad. They do slip in the interest. You,
0: you, you have to love the, it's like, no, that was an assassination of an Iranian official at an international airport. Like, it, it, it's like totally Orwellian, like, you know, <laughs> butchering of English language, which is, of course, this is what we o- you always hear out of really any, de- any defense department any any country ever when it comes to describing conflicts. But just, per, you know, there's a, there's a great cherry on top to the whole, the whole drama.
1: I've always taken great amusement in the fact that our Defense Department is called the Defense Department, or the <laughs> Department of Defense. And uh, it's like
0: nobody stops to think that this is like straight out of 1984. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like our Department of Justice, Locking people up for nonviolent offenses. Yeah. Our Department of Defense waging offensive wars across the Middle East. It yeah, is, like it's, defending it's,
0: our shores. Because like you know the amphibious assault on the Delaware coastline is coming. Yeah. Yeah from, yeah. from the the, the Coup, beaches of
2: Delaware, from be, the Ku forces, yeah. Yeah. the Ku
1: militia. I heard is is loading up on speedboats and they're going to launch an invasion, a communist invasion from Cuba.
0: Yep, yeah, and they gonna. It's gonna be an amphibious assault on West Palm Beach. So, so you know. So that's why we, yeah, we that's had, why we
1: had to bomb that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So he was planning, uh, quote, planning malicious activities of some sort. You know, that's now, what they say. Which, of course, he was. I mean, that's his job. He's a general. He's a general of slash all his forces. He's obviously planning stuff. You know, like he's plan. Of course, he's planning stuff. He's been planning stuff for a while since. The 1980s and the Iraq War, because he fought in that war, and he's been fighting these I- Iran's wars, you know, as a general, as a leader, for decades now. So, of course, he was planning something. That's his job. But uh, a dramatic, you know, everybody can agree on one thing: one dramatic escalation. Nobody, dramatic nobody escalation. can, nobody can say that it wasn't a dramatic escalation. Whether, no matter who you are, you can agree on that. Uh, I think, broadly speaking, broad consensus that holy cow, this was a
1: this is a huge deal.
0: Huge, yeah, huge deal, and also um, a tactical mistake, uh, right? yeah, a, a tactical, yeah. possibly strategic mistake. But um, I think you know you and I agree on that. Yeah. that like this was not. No the matter
1: right. what calculus you're using, that to achieve, even if in the most selfish calculus possible, of just trying to further American gold. Yeah. An American interest in just to line the, the pocketbooks of the rich or whatever. No, whatever. no matter how you slice it, even in the coldest of calculuses.
0: <laughs> it seems like it was a bad move. This maneuver. was a bad move. No, okay, I will say I did read an op ed um, by none other than uh, I think it was Petraeus. Oh yeah. And he says, oh, what a reliable he says source. quote Trump has restored uh, deterrence. Oh there is an argument to say like, okay. We just scared the Iranians into submission because we just we just escalated so much that they're gonna say, "Oh shit, okay, we'll be good now. We'll behave and uh, comply with American requests." And uh, you know, portrays the man that who- that that, that, could, that, could, that legitimately could happen. I'll get I'm I'm not saying it couldn't, but like you know, it's odd maybe at one percent. Or something uh, that what, is, is, and what
1: is this world? Can you paint it a little, this a is, little this, more? This is okay. Yeah, so,
0: so by the, by, because the I mean, there's been this tit for tat, right? We can agree that there's been this tit for tat, you know, since the ending of the Iran deal by Trump, beginning of his presidency, then the imposition of increased and extreme sanctions, maximum pressure, maximum it was, maximum it pressure, embargo on basically all economic t- activity. Uh, Iran Iran obviously doesn't like that. It's people and its leadership obviously doesn't like that. They can't sell their oil. They can't make money. So on and so forth causes problems. Big inflation in Iran. Lots of hardship and protest and going on in Iran, Actually, so there's been this tit for tat. The you know I think you can sit, point at the um, the mines on the on the Saudi tankers. Yeah. That was one thing, and then uh, then they launched the missiles at uh, they launched the missiles at uh, the Iranian facility, not the Saudi Arabian oil processing facility. Yeah. So Iran, Iran, um, through, and, you their, like, through their proxies yes through their proxies or whatever or as they, somehow as they typically Uncla- yeah, you know unclaimed but like Iran doesn't want to just bring so they've used this, their military yeah, out and, they've been using the, their proxy people. forces which they have a lot of and this is that's that's um, Soleimani's is that the correct way to say it Sole- yeah I think so that's fine that's what we'll be for our purposes Soleimani <laughs> uh, yeah. apologies to Soleimani the butchering of, yeah. of the name um, but um, no pun intended unfortunately that's kind of tough <sighs> Um. That's a, that was it. So the, right, I, IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps, yeah. which is a separate branch. So there's the Iranian proper military, then there's the IRGC, which is really like the kind of the the, the military arm of the kind of the, of the revolution, I guess. that yeah. You kind of would call that like the, almost like. Uh, they are the defenders of the revolution which is as distinct from the iranian national like the cultural military yeah yeah and they are the most powerful force in iran and then the Kuds force or Kuds force Kuds force yeah is like the sub-branch of the irgc that is responsible for one of them at least that is responsible for all kind of like the overseas operations presumably
1: primarily in iraq though like certainly
0: iraq but also like you know the arming of hezbollah all the operations yeah. of like moving militiamen into syria and helping assad yeah probably you know the arming and funding of hamas uh to whatever degree that exists i'm not sure how much of that goes on uh the arming and supporting and whatever funding of the houthi houthi rebels in yemen all those sorts of activities are soleimani's domain
1: yeah but they're not all Al- they're not all of the coups uh, They're not. I think. Like, yeah. The Koods I think are more. Maybe I'm yeah, course, I. My understanding is wrong. But I. I thought the kudes were more of a localized. Military offshoot of like the Iranian representing Iranian interests and pro-Iranian activity within well, primarily like within special Iraq. forces. Yeah, yeah, primarily within Iraq, though, and like we allied with them. Yeah, so against, this
2: is to against see ISIS, ta- tacit or tacit,
1: tacit, yeah, alliance
0: between us and the and the Kurds force and, and Soleimani defeated, specifically and, de- de- and defeating ISIS. Yeah, right, they in Iraq. worked with us. We were like they were the ground troops, and we were bombing ISIS, and it was like. And this is just like I maybe, mean, that's it, a, I think. It's one of the frustrating I think that's a beautiful there was a beautiful opportunity there, a window of opportunity to be like oh we've got a, we've got only just a, a line here. we don't have to cut each other's throats. that was
1: right around the same time as Iran
0: deal, yeah well. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like we were early, early Trump presidency before he pulled it pulled out of the Iran. But even
1: before Trump was president, ISIS was an issue. Right? Yeah, ISIS and was and an so issue there was an Obama, yeah. and and there was from the very beginning. Yeah, Soleimani's forces were a fighting against ISIS. Yeah, because and they've there's always been this simmering, obviously, like Sunni Shia sort of yeah. regional inter and, and Ar- Iran Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Iran and Saudi Arabia being the two like antagonists or protagonists in this conflict, mm-hmm. and and. You know they fund their little, their ideological. They wage their ideological Cold War via through, via all the other states within the Middle East, and the U.S. With has always been on the Saudi side. Yeah. Right. And so broadly Iran's speaking, on, yeah, broadly yeah. speaking, and uh, you know Saudi side, and then you know Israel sort of its own Separate player kind of in this in this like very, larger yeah. Yeah. this larger fight. And Israel and Saudi have sort of cooled. And as they've done so, Iran and and Israel have obviously escalated and and their animosity towards each other. But all that is to say, uh, there are a number of ironies that play out when you look in this region, not just this particular instance where, okay, we support Saddam Hussein when he's fighting Iran, and then we... ...say, no, we have to fight a war against Saddam Hussein. I know. We arm... We support... We subpo- yeah, we, we arm Al-Qaeda and support Al-Qaeda when they're fighting Russia... ...and then, no, oh, now they're our enemy. A little
0: different, the, I know. And more the Taliban. The Taliban, sure. But uh, the Taliban then go, proceeds to support Al-Qaeda, but yes. Yeah.
1: And, and then, again, when ISIS pops up after we topple Saddam Hussein... And ...ISIS being a more of, Sunni, yeah. like, coming out of... ...ideology and, coming out of Saudi, our ally... And money, pop, and, and money and money and support flowing oil. from the Gulf. Some, yeah. you know, the, hard the, to track. I don't know the details, but the Sunni details, states, though, the, 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 Sunni, Sunni states.
0: You know, the wealth of the Sunni states, whether it's sanctioned officially or not so
1: isis pops up and suddenly
0: like turkeys like like, we're like hey Shias.
1: yeah so now we're like yeah so now we're with
0: iran but then we're then we go okay wait now we're trying to establish our democracy yeah now we're supporting the kurds fighting isis it's chaos
1: it's chaos and the interesting thing is to me throughout all of this and throughout our wars in this in this region and you can look at this in iraq you can look at this uh, even in Afghanistan, which is a little further away from yeah. from this active sort of ideological front, you can look at it from. It's uh, certainly
0: not excluded because of, you know yeah. the you know the Iran influence they're in Afghanistan in, yeah. is very much. I mean that they border each other yeah. and they're very much. It's involved. just more
1: periphery. It's almost like the the pack. You can see you know like little tendrils of this conflict on the Pakistan-India border. Yeah, exactly, right? it's, totally. like the, the, it's the tendrils of this cultural sort of turbulence in yeah. that region spread outward. But yeah. to, to drill down into like specific history and, you know, I, I what's always fascinated, horrified, saddened uh, me in this country, uh, America has no real interest out there in that region other than our economic interests. Like truthfully, we that's we're yeah oil I guess oil and then you know I think that a lot of times though
0: yeah the central interest is we yeah is
1: I, I feel like the largest interest is oil energy security and economic security for our partic our interests yeah and then we we also throw is Israel has always been our our in my second opinion, interest yeah a second interest but it's also I think more of a uh, it's it's like a a shroud that we cover our American interests in. Like we we lean on the protection of Israel. And when you hear someone saying that, what they're saying is, I want to protect our oil and economic interests, I think. There is a genuine desire to protect Israel a non-Muslim democracy in...
0: Or any democracy.
1: There are, uh, I mean, Iran was a democracy and we overthrew their democratically elected (laughs) government. So it's not, we don't give a fuck about democracy, even though we say we do. I think
0: we do. But, okay. We didn't then. We didn't then. Israel was there right then. Israel was a democracy 19, that we were protecting. Yeah.
1: And at the same time we were overthrowing the results of a democracy right next door in Iran. Yeah, that's true. You and know, so true. I don't think that we really care about democracy as much as we care about the Western interests. And Israel is fundamentally a Western country situated in the Middle East and surrounded by, you know, a local people yeah. from that region. Who think that this Western influence, this Western colony or Western country that displaced Eastern people, Muslim people, you know, is a natural enemy or at least a natural source of irritation yeah. to that to that area. And I think we tend to make that bee's nest a little worse by clumsily, without any... In, without any understanding of these cultural differences, of these regional conflicts, of yeah. these ethnic people, yeah. and of this you know, ideological turbulence, without any understanding of that or comprehension of that, our generals say, no, 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 this is an open and shut case. You know, this is a bad guy because here's the things he's done. Not looking at the list of anyone else, obviously. We're not looking at Mohammed bin Salman, who <laughs> literally executed a Washington Post
0: yeah, he does, he, he does. He's a do. bad
1: guy, you could say. But yeah,
0: he certainly is. Or the, uh, we're not assassinating him. We're or, assassinating
1: the ones that Or the that president of
0: Egypt or any of these yeah. guys, you know, that we kind of, we suffer. Or North
1: Korea, for that matter, right? If we want to leave the area. Yeah, no. But, like, so we assassinated this guy. We've, asked, we've now escalated tensions with Iran again. And I would like to maybe go through the timeline a bit. Like, we've I think you and I have both, we've sort of covered the full timeline with throughout this short conversation. But without presenting it linearly.
0: You mean, like, the timeline of American and Iran? I
1: I think, like, I think what's really important to understand in our, to understand our present moment, uh, I think it's worth, everyone, everyone should be educated to the fact that Iran was a democracy. In, like, 1950s, In the 1950s, and in
0: 1950... Well, briefly, because prior to that, it had been... um, some sort of monarchy or Some something? sort of, mo- yeah, a monarchy. is it part of the German Empire yeah, in some... There's like no? some long history of a series of kings and then p- perhaps... Was it
1: part of the Ottoman Empire? I, I believe it I was know. before so we're World War Kind of outside of our domain of expertise. I, I, think yeah, it, I think it was. Possibly, yeah. It was just a sort of... And, and, it, and historically, it's Persia, right? And yeah, so it's so the there's same like this long Persia that tradition
0: that, or history of... Um, Persian kings, or or, yeah. or you know I mean, series of kings or monarchies.
1: They were the the people who, ironically, you know, when you look at the the region now, the Persians were the people who uh, liberated and you know the Jews in antiquity. Uh, against the the Persians are the ones who overthrew Babylon, Assyria. They took over that whole region with Darius the Great back in the day. <laughs> and that, that and created this, Cyrus the Great. Who did the initial Cyrus concrete. the Great,
0: excuse me. Yeah, it was Cyrus the Great. Well, again, we're outside of our domain. Of yeah,
1: our anyway, so they have this long... And, and they formed this empire, the Persian Empire, that spanned many different cultures and many different ethnic groups. And they tolerated all of them. And this was, you know, we talked about this on an earlier episode. The Persian Empire, for that time, was the probably most progressive place you world. could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. It was we were talking about one of the most diverse arrays of countries and peoples all working under one sort of empire, paying their taxes, that and that empire did not impose any any sort of ideological constraint on these communities. It just said, Pay your taxes and I'll build you roads essentially.
0: Well probably a simplification of the dynamic just in contrast the to the
1: Assyrians or in contrast oh, yeah. to like the Babylonians <laughs> or you know God forbid some of the other uh, you Te- know terrorizing forces terrorizing forces the Aztecs <laughs> yeah. I mean well, much later thousands of years <laughs> later but like uh, in any case that's how that's that's Persia then you go through the Ottoman Empire you go or through you, the, well, I the I think, Islam, think also yeah that's the big thing yeah, is that is there's the, the, the and and, and, and,
0: and the spread of the Caliphate the original Caliphate right. and and because the that's kind of Shia divide because Forming. yeah i mean that, the whole Persian thing is now kind of dissipates and it becomes a before that you know like the religion was um zoroastrianism or and probably probably an eclectic mix of other things as well and then polytheistic yeah and then um Pretty, yeah then there's the spread of and the conquering of
1: dogmatic of, abrahamic yeah like islam yeah right? which you
0: know it obviously gets spread from you know spain all the way through around yeah, and beyond and it's height it's, it's beyond and then
1: and during that time what do you have you have the crusades ironically right yeah and you so have yeah. the and you have the west for the first time saying i don't really like this <laughs> growing empire, culture yeah. and yeah. empire to myself yeah. and well because they they, they one, take
2: they take uh, constantinople and then and but then,
1: no before then far before then they didn't the crusades were before they took constantinople Constantinople oh, yeah, didn't it fall, fall to the Turks. That fell to the Ottoman Turks. Yeah. So, yeah, but before so some, then, there's,
2: there's, there's some history. Of the Pope the, said we
1: would need to take back the Holy Land. Yeah. And, is, you know, ironically, again, the West, this is just like rich history of this area, and of, of the West versus East conflict. You know, ironically, the first crusade, called the Children's Crusade, we said let's go take back the holy land christianity is the shit and yeah. like we're going to spread this yeah and along the way we didn't we didn't make it to the middle east <laughs> because all the knights just went to the jewish communities and started yeah. slaughtering Jews yeah and in europe and that was the, the first programs, crusade yeah, yeah. that's not even talked about is the children's crusade where farmers and the local militia within europe just went around eradicating jewish people yeah. while the islamic states were accepting and open to christianity and islam Thriving within their borders is that true? Yeah, I don't. They know, were very I don't know the tolerant. History. That's a specific tenet of Muhammad: is to allow practitioners of other faiths, but to uh, expect to ex- extract tithes from them. Essentially, yeah. to you have to pay to be of another faith. Yeah, but to be tolerant. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, Islam, like all the other major religions, also has a whole history of violence associated yeah. with it. Muhammad conquered a lot of yeah. places, right? And but ironically, the first West versus East is, West doesn't make it because they stopped to slaughter their own people, their own Jewish people. Second crusade, what most people consider to be the first crusade, is just, yeah, the West coming in from Europe into the, you know, into the Mediterranean, taking back parts of the Levant, taking back holy cities, and building castles, and then staffing those castles with with Europeans, and (laughs) saying, no, this is Europe, this is Western culture, and you get subsequent invasions. Ultimately, Europe, one of the other... Uh, great you know crusade blunders was the pope calls the third crusade and the merchant of venice or the number of Venice, the uh what is his name the, 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 doge. Head, the, the doge of venice yeah uh starts paying people off along the way and as everyone goes to venice rather than going south and going to take back holy sites they go north and they pop up to constantinople and sack constantinople <laughs> They sack the West because the Byzantine <laughs> Christian Byzantine Empire was not was still like was distinct and yeah. had an Orthodox religion, contrary to the Catholicism of, of, of the, the Pope, the, of right? The West, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, there's, they're both Western at this yeah. time. They're both Western. There's no Ottoman invasion or anything. Yeah, but, but you know, we just I go guess. and the Ven- the Venetians and all the Crusaders, instead of going <laughs> to fight the Muslims, just go to Constantinople and sack it, and they take all the sculptures, they take all the gold, and Venice is. Is beautiful, yeah, and because it is filled with this Byzantine (laughs) architecture and cultural artifacts that were taken during that crusade. Anyway, that's all a huge aside to subsequent crusades. We know we take back Spain. I say we because I live in the West, and that's how
0: it was honestly framed. Well, it is, and it's true. Uh, But Um, and and then at some point along the way, the Ottomans come in. Yeah. So and and basically, they kind of like they take over everything. Yeah, they replace. What whatever the the state organization of the initial caliphate, I guess. Yeah, they were
1: they were Islamic, right? They were Muslims. They were they, Muslim. Ottoman Turks, but there was a different type of. Well, the church like a different ethnic group. Right. They're not Arabs. They not Arabs, Herb. and they're not yeah. Persians. Yeah, and they you know, took over not, everyone. And
0: so there's a different ethnic group, and they kind of like impose their own little feudal take on the empire. And that stuck around, and, and I think Iran around.
1: was a part of that empire until World War One, and then and probably, that fell apart. And then, apart.
0: The, and then and the Ottomans were on the wrong side of World War One. They were on, they yeah. were, they were allied with the Germans and uh, Austria-Hungary, and, and it was one of the few things that I think British, most the French, of the
1: winners of the World War One said was. All right, no matter what it shakes out with Germany, we're, we don't really want an Ottoman Empire again. That yeah. was pretty scary. Well, you guys lost. Yeah, they lost. And also,
0: at that point, the Ottoman Empire had kind of like... It withered. Yeah, because yeah. at that point, the West had taken off. You know, the Industrial yeah. Revolution had happened. And exactly. I think the, and that, had, that wave of modernity had not hit the Ottoman, Ottoman Empire, Empire for, no, for a whole slower. series of reasons, uh, yeah. you know, which could be... So that's... About. I'd, 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 and then, so that's that takes, that's us, the, to that takes us up to the divvying, Iran. yeah, and the divvying up of the Middle East, you know, like, Egypt British, and Syria and, yeah. and Syria and Iraq and those lines start getting
1: drawn. One and, quick note on that, I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but that's like a really common British colonial practice was to, when creating states, when invading a, a place or colonizing a place or opening a place up to free commerce, yeah. how they would frame it, you know, uh, one of the, the real like strategic approaches that the British always employed was to carve up the land in such a way that a small minority cultural or ethnic group was made to be the, the puppet or made to be the in charge, yeah. of a larger cultural or ethnic majority. Yeah. And in that way, that minority group in power would owe its... Uh, own security and safety to the British Empire and so they would be loyal vassals and so this is why you have Iraq that's why you had a brutal dictator Saddam Hussein in charge Saddam Hussein came out of what did he come out of? That that tradition though of a small religious uh, Shia a, community oh, okay. run, running uh, running a country of Sunni Muslims majority majority, majority of Sunni. Which, yes. So and he, also I think another example of that would be the and Saddam was kind of more less not even very religious when it got to that stage, but like earlier in Iraq wasn't he
2: was his father involved somehow? He I'm he not involved? sure what who was. I don't know Saddam. the history of
0: how Saddam came to power, but I know for example in you Syria look around, all those countries yeah, Syria, Syria yeah. They, like uh, the Assad's are Alawite. I believe yeah. is, the, is their sect yeah which I'm not, I don't really know the nature of the details of that sect but I think it's similar to what' but S- it is Sinan a minority. was, where a lot of these small groups that were in charge
1: of larger groups they quickly or what they, or they didn't quickly but they, they came to lose their, their real Islamic foundation or their, their true religious theocratic core and became more political or institutions and political traditions within these countries while the fundamental sort of Islamic population, yeah, which, you know, yeah. had a more religious leaning, yeah, and mean, the majority was more religious. And so then when the Arab Spring happened, it's a, you know, you see, like, Islam, Islam, Islamism
0: sort of rising to the surface. You see the Muslim brotherhood the, the majority. I mean, it's just, fa- the fact of the matter, though, the They're majority Muslim of the people, people, yeah, the Muslim people, and m- vast majority, and like, the to, various beliefs and kind of political
1: ideologies of those. And it tied to Iran. Iran elected and had, you know, a
2: uh, Muslim leadership, democratically, in the 50s. Yeah, I don't. I would actually push back on that. I don't. My understanding was that it was not so much. They were. I forget the guy's name. This kind of like powerful figure. That he was trying to western. I think he
0: was trying not westernize but modernize Iran, largely.
1: But he, they were not. They were not allied
0: with they, us. The and there were some they, like they, communist they were, sort well,
1: of fears. And there was fears, and they just, were trying to basically. They were not pro there. The, the, the
0: key thing was that the British were trying to get their yeah. oil.
1: Yes, exactly. The and British wanted nationalized and their they oil.
0: nationalized their oil and that yeah. and so that was what and then the British basically were like, yo America, can you help us out? And we said yeah, sure. And think. We, and we and imposed a coup. and we imposed and the Shah.
1: Yeah, and so this is a this is a real moment in a, in history that I think, you know, I was I went to public schools my whole life and you went to public schools yep. your whole life. I don't think it's it's really talked about or addressed the way our other wars are, the way it's taught even at, in like well, high it school wasn't or college. A war. I mean, we didn't But it's so important to understanding our the Middle East. In yeah, the totally, Middle East totally. and, I, and our relationship with Iran, I think I grew up very ignorant of Iran like most people. I was mean, you know, everyone Why we, yeah. of everywhere. Yeah. But uh, Iran was always a bad guy. In the story. That's my emotional connection to Iran as, yeah. a, as a child, not knowing, like during 9-11, during yeah. those era, during that era, yeah. and later as we waged war with Iraq, and as we talked about evil countries and, and the North access Korea, to, access the, the axis of evil, Iran was part of that George Bush's axis of evil, and I never understood why, but I just accepted it. Yeah, and, of course. You know, when I, the more I've learned about Iran... The more you think about its culture and you think about from the Persian Empire that we were starting with, all the way up through the Crusades and the first, you know, to, through the fall of the Ottoman Empire and the carving up of the Middle East by the West, leading to Iran having this democratically elected government somewhere, somewhere. in the oh, 50s, out, out of the World War II. Yeah. yeah that, you know, the Iranian people have always been, they've never given up their national identity since the days of Persia. Many of them would well, refer to themselves as Persian.
0: Yeah, well, you know? it's, a, it's a complicated legacy because it is. because yeah. I think one of the you know what we what we, we don't have the time or the, or the knowledge to really get into it because I I think the Persian thing was resuscitated to some yeah, degree it was. by so the too. Shahs yeah to kind of give the veneer of the civilizational legitimacy continuity. yeah oh, like, just why, things, like why do Meuselier we have a king
1: would yeah. reference like rome yeah like right? why do we have right. a king
0: well because you know the, the persians and so they i think they kind of tried to like, latch That's on a, to that a really good point. so it's a very complicated history but that we obviously are not really we're, we're not, neither of
1: us are experts so but uh the yeah i think it is just worth noting in this modern conflict that yes they had some democratically elected government that began to nationalize their oil and that led to the British and the US getting together and saying, nah, we waged a military coup, which we only admitted to in 2013. Yeah. And now it's, now we declassified everything, now that 60 years have gone by, yeah. and we've decided like, oh yeah, now's a good time to, to own up to the fact that we overthrew a world government and put in place a pro-American Pro, dictator, yeah. effectively, you king, know, the, the Shah, world. the yeah. king. And we then supported this Shah f- for decades yeah. until the 80s, when either the Iranian people, again, we mentioned yeah. that the religiosity of the majority in this region of the world. Yeah. And so you have a month, there was a lot during the Iranian revolution. Everyone was dissatisfied with and this government. And it's
0: complicated because... There were communists there. There, were, there, were, yeah. there, there was, was it's a bunch of... a complicated of, thing because... There were a like bunch it,
1: of different groups that were,
0: we're vying kind of, for control over Iranian everybody... Future. Yeah, exactly. But yeah.
1: everyone wanted the Shah gone because, yeah, because, he because, because he was pro-America and not supporting the Iranian people. And also, like he, the was, Iranian he people was bungling,
0: anyway. you know, he was kind of... Yeah, there the yeah. He was not able yeah. to manage the state, and so and we didn't, st- we
1: weren't propping him up with the same, you know, vim and vigor that we were. Probably, when we just uh, through the probably, government. Yeah. I'm sure we were handing out checks and paying people. And off it happened and
0: also quick, so it could have also been that it, we caught us by surprise, which wouldn't be surprising because we don't know, we don't, we have a long history of not having an art, you know. Our fucking thumb on the pulse of so what's yeah, actually going on. I know. On? Exactly. We mentioned the ignorance. Yeah. It's, so mean, it's you, just you, like he, you need this.
1: I, that's why I think historical context matters. But yeah. So these so, groups lie so, for power.
0: And, and there's revolution and and out of that comes the fundamentalists win. The fundamentalists win, they which tend to, tend to do, do.
1: The strongest voices in the revolution tend to win out. And in this case, it a was very co- religious co- population yeah. with an exiled religious leader yeah. comes in saying all the right things about the West hates you. The yeah. West is you know, uh invading us, the yeah. West has overthrew our government. So like, on and so forth. And you yeah, know, bring, Islam, and also just like moral and ethical. Yeah. yeah. Bring like, back you know, the, yeah. Like, we need to bring back our moral traditions. And they did and they formed this theocracy. Yeah. Which now is quote the enemy
0: and the part of the axis of evil. Um, you know, and 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 then there's a whole series of they begin back and forth, which you know creating nuclear weapons. And, and well there's the know. there's the um there's the consulate crisis where they you know there's there's the, there's the hostage crisis under right. Jimmy you know right? right so there's American diplomats basically they've been hostage for you know they basically taken prisoner for some number of, finally they get released Americans never America and, and has then, never done anything with foreign nationals like so, that so well you know, now, so, I know and then you know I think we actually fought a shooting war with them um, briefly we shot down an uh, we shot down an airliner of um, of Iranian citizens. Yeah, which is also something most people don't know about. Yeah, I think I think because we were also shooting their ships at the time. There was like a there was like a naval war, like where, a
1: warm conflict. Yeah, we 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 basically blew
0: up at the time. You know, we we've always been more powerful than them, so yeah. I think we sank a bunch of their ships and also maybe shot down this airliner by mistake. Um, and then which you know,
1: which has led to a lot of the quote "death to America" sentiment. Well, yeah, and then and then it comes and, out then, of um, Iran. and they, then Iran
0: of course fights the war with iraq which is like this bloody awful conflict and we support and Iraq. And it's hard to explain i, I don't know the we full support details we Iraq, we
1: would later we supported saddam and iraq i forget later and i propose. forget
0: why the i think that was just that's just after the revolution this is like um i think what's happening there is that we the revolution happens the, the khamenei comes to power coming yeah i told a khamenei yeah he comes to power they come to power and then saddam's like now's my time to shine yeah and like invade. Saddam starts flexing. he starts the war and Saddam's like I think cause whatever he wants more oil or something in the south cause Iran has oil fields most of Iran's oil I believe is like close to the Iraqi border it's in those southern yeah. oil fields so he try, he's trying to get his hands on that and, and then of course we're like yeah fuck Iran because they just ousted the Shah so we're like yeah good job Saddam and then they, I think they go at it for 8 years yeah Awful. If you awful. read about it, it's, like, awful.
1: And that's where this guy came from. That's where Soleimani came he, from. That's where he, he came from. He rose from the bottom and became this, like, and then, Washington, like, not Washington because it's not the founding of a country, but it, he was close to the, yeah, the founding very, of the new Iran. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, that's he's, like, like to mythical. Think of this. mythical. It's like the Iranian revolution happens. Immediately afterwards, the Iran neighbor, their Iraq neighbor tries to invade them. Kind of and, a
0: counter-revolutionary kind yeah, of thing going and on. And this guy in comes defense up the of the
1: Ayatollah up. and in defense of this new Iranian religious state, defends yeah. its people against Iraq, yeah. defends its people against the U.S., and then proceeds to, you know, expand the... You know, he's, he's almost so like Putin, in a way, too, where he's, like, connected to all the intelligence agencies.
0: Okay, he's, and he's building relationships with the Assad. Yeah, and all the Hezbollah. Yeah, he controls the
1: strategy in the Israel, Israel-Palestine conflict. He yeah. controls the strategy of the militant groups in Lebanon. Yeah. He controls the strategy... ...of the guerrilla groups yeah. that are generally just, if you had to just put a blanket characterization, anti-West. Anti-West. And, and, and,
0: and anti-Saudi. I think Anti-Saudi, yeah. Saudi and anti-Israel. Yes. Like those He's that there, access.
1: He is there. He is the sword yeah. that protects the Ayatollah. Yeah. He is the guy who has been executing and protecting this fledgling theocratic state. However you feel about the theocracy, the Iranian people self-determined one way or another
0: and yeah, you know yeah. I think it's important not to valorize it too much because I don't think theocracies re- are good if, I'm yeah. happy to say that yeah and if you happy read the history of it, you know it's brutal They're brutal you I know, would they, say Israel's the most of-
1: theocracy I've ever seen and I still hate it I hate that I hate when religion becomes a central part of the government I yep. think it's problematic to say the
0: least yeah to say the least but you know so it's you know if you read about the all the other groups that were kind of vying for power after the revolution well guess what the IRGC you know yeah, that, that's what they did. They killed all those people. It could have been communists. Yeah, it could yeah. have been communists. You know, who knows? Who, could have been so, communists. I mean, it could have man, been like and, and reformers. The, really there just, was a, there was a reformist group too that wanted to like. reformists create, like, don't win the revolution. reformists never win. But you know, so they all got sent to prisons and tortured and probably killed, killed off. That all happened to various degrees. If you read about it, it's it's awful, and it's, you know whatever. So it's not like these people. It's not like the theocracy of Iran is is victimless. Is is a is a victim here in any sense? I think that's important. I push back on you there because I'm, I'm like I'm not looking at him as
1: a victim as much as I'm looking at it as like a the narrative, revolutionary, from their point, narrative from their perspective because
0: yeah. they're it's like you know or we and, and from a certain certain Iranian perspective because certainly I'm sure you could talk to some Iranians who say fuck yeah. Soleimani yeah and fuck you know the theocracy the yeah and fuck the Irgc I'm, sure, I'm sure so it's you know again just as as complicated and diverse of viewpoints that exist in this country about any issue. I would say all Iranians, was, though, probably
1: do share as much as there is dissent, and as much as there are unified anti, as,
0: sorrow uh, about this his death, about this guy's death. Because yeah. this
1: guy was a protector of Iran. This yeah, guy was a like, shield. You
0: know, it's, you know how we yeah. all come together and support the troops. Yeah, you know, kind, vaguely. This is, this it's is like the. Kind head,
1: of, this is the. He's not. Yeah, it's you like, know? he's the head of their defense. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Like they yeah. they are the underdog, and that means something. You know, I'm not saying they're a victim or that they deserve an extra level of sympathy or that they're not, uh, yeah. that the Ayatollah isn't brutal or that fundamentalist Islam isn't like, you know, antithetical to antithetical to like, you know, liberal ideas that I think are good. Yeah. Because all of that's true. Yeah. All I'm saying is that like, the, the, there's something to be said about a small or a nation state that doesn't want to buy in to Western supremacy, that doesn't want to buy in. To our culture. Mm-hmm. They're just saying our culture is different. Our culture is, you know, I would say problematic, but our culture is our culture. Our people are our people and we don't want the West here dictating the governments of our neighbors. We don't want the West here. But, well, they,
0: and they would prefer to dictate them themselves.
1: They would prefer to dictate them themselves. Just like every country would rather deal with its neighbors on its terms. Yeah, It doesn't want a foreign nation that doesn't understand it. That doesn't understand its people. That doesn't understand mm-hmm. any of the people sure. in the regional area to come in. And be, and again, as we said at the top, or what does so what the U.S. I, I, really care about here? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's and Iran knows that too. Yeah, it's like the U.S. cares about. We want to make sure the oil flows. We want to make sure the dollars. Yeah, can come well, in. it's like it's and also just if like, you're Iranian man, and you're looking at that.
2: So let's let's that contrast. Let's zoom down now into back, the because that's like that's basically a like kind of a, real, a very probably incorrect
0: in many ways. that possibly in the sense that we certainly broad so brush, simple. broad brushstrokes. Brush
2: history of the relationship and kind of how we get here and also now we've, now we've assassinated. You know well, so
1: hold on. But before you go on, I just want to make a defense of what we just did because I don't, I agree. We're amateurs. We don't know shit about Iranian history. We don't know shit about the Middle East, yeah. but we care and we think, and we like learning about stuff. And so we've read up on some of these issues and yeah. we have our version or our narrative of history yeah. and value it in some way. I just think that it is absolutely appropriate to think that way and abs- and everyone, more people should. And I think that our culture in the United States generally focuses so much on the now and focuses so much on the narrow. I don't think that, I don't See, I would say it's not our culture. Every culture ever. Right? Every culture ever, fine. But I'll just that's say like, the, like, what the fact that CNN, CNN is there. There are We have media in this country yes. that's supposed to be educating people. Yeah. And many people don't want to be educated. Fine, it's not sexy, yeah. it's not interesting, not informative. I find it so disingenuous when le- the leaders of our government, the people who are supposed to be helping us as a society guide through this series of history, historical events, when they don't educate
2: us on this, when they don't talk about this, when they don't consider it, maybe... Well, you know, it, yeah, it's like... It, it doesn't just, it make to the public domain. important to give the context of this relationship. Like, Even if it differs from maybe, maybe you still have to assassinate Solomon, maybe all your reasoning still says it, but you can still give the context of, you know, this is a conflict that we've been waging, and it starts way back, and we've done some shit to them and you do yourself a disservice to not think
1: that yeah. way as a strategist you do that what you, you do yourself a disservice ethically yeah. if you don't consider that history and you do yourself a disservice tactically and economically and in every way to not consider that. So I, I just want to stick up for us and say that we're right to think about this way, even if we don't have all the information. Yeah, of course, nobody has
2: all the... You know, it's like you yeah. can't know the history perfectly. Nobody knows the history perfectly. But, but I think it's but, important to try. Yeah. And I, so let's go with... Well, I think, I think yeah, if yeah. You, if you, you know, you're talking about, okay, this just happened. Like, news people would think you know, how many of the news... Have, think he's idiotic talking heads and... Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, you have
0: to... Beat the war drums, man. Beat the war drums. But, you know, so... I'm curious what you think about. Okay, so this happened. I think you agree that Trump pulled the trigger prematurely. I think you
1: set the whole. I mean, we did all. We did like thousands of years. Can you zoom in on the last three and give us a quick rundown? Last three. Okay, so
0: obviously, Obama. uh, Eight years of Obama presidency. You know, through some combination of pressure of some sort, in particular sanctions, he brings Iran to the table, forces Iran to the table to to sign a nuclear deal. They negotiate, negotiate. John Kerry's negotiating. Lots. Russia, China, worth noting. The European allies are all on board. That our
1: adversaries and allies agree on this deal. And so we everybody, everybody fair agrees,
0: fair. and finally we get this signed. Now I think it's important for you know me. You know, I know one of your things. You're opposed to sanctions, but sanctions are what brought them to the table. There. Sure. I think that's important to note. Um, fair. You know some some combination of pressure forced them to the table. Yeah. And made it possible for us to negotiate any sort of deal.
1: I would also uh, just at that at that point. I would also say, you know, thinking about it from this, this carrot and stick perspective, yeah. sanctions probably played a role. I also think you don't take a step to the negotiating table if you think there's no brighter future. And the fact is, they didn't just see the pain that they were experiencing from the, from the sanctions or whatever Obama yeah. was doing, but they saw. The, you only can go to the negotiating table if you see a road where your people are benefiting, benefiting,
0: or you're, so or the regime, or, 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 or the regime's benefiting. You know, because might be, you know, but it I could think, very well could be cynical people who want to retain power, which I believe they are. That's my characterization of the regime. Yeah, and, um, they retain, regime. Yeah, and they want to retain power, and they see a path forward by which to retain power via this. Yeah. So
1: both the negative of of you and know trying, trying to avoid sanction, further sanctions, but probably also the positive of understanding that hey, we can sign away the rights to our nukes, at least it's, in it, some small way, or at least limit so, ourselves. So, so, so let's go back. To, to, so it's because they, we can prosper later down the road somehow. Which
0: I think is yeah. Basically, the deal was they did that. You math. basically stop developing nuclear weapons and uh, agree to some sort of inspection inspection schedule and timetable and so on and so forth in return we'll pull these sanctions off and return your cash that we stole that we yeah sanctioned or whatever took we can use different words but yeah we stole which is you know it's sitting in our bank so it's our fucking prerogative you know that's we're not going to
1: return your gold yeah, we have it's a bunch like, of your it's, gold. It's your gold
0: in our bank, and you're not behaving. We're taking your gold. It's like I think that's perfectly legitimate foreign policy tool. <laughs> yeah, I think that is too. It's, it's kind of like, a funny. It's like, it's, it's like that's yeah. the way it works. Sorry, shouldn't have put it in our bank.
1: i was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just imagining like, Yo, Sai, can you like watch this? Uh, can you like watch my? I don't know. She's just like hold on to this book for me? Yeah. And I want you to hold on to this for like a, a few years and like. Blah, blah. Now and they will that, punch your girlfriend yeah, in the no, face. I'm like no. I- I'm just like stealing from you and taking your shit and vandalizing your home and you're eventually like hey, you know what fuck your book. Yeah. I'm gonna keep the book. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At the, at the least, I'm gonna keep your book. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, th- um, among life. other things, we do that. So they come to the table, they sign the deal. Finally, I, I, you know, again, characterizing it at a high level, they give away their right to develop nukes. For only some some number of years, it's like, okay, we're going to suspend and not develop nukes for, for I don't what know what it is, 10 to yeah. 15, I think it's maybe, maybe it's 15 years, 10 to 15 years, something like that. If you can return nuclear gonna,
1: annihilation, buying 15 years from a, another nuclear power happening is, uh, I good. think, a pretty good thing. But yeah, so that wasn't a forever thing.
0: Wasn't a forever. It was, you know, and so I think, and um, and that was one of the... And compl- that opens was, you up
1: to negotiating in 10 years. Yeah, or eight years arguably, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Um, And so in return, you get to, you know, return to the the international economic period where you get to, uh, get to be a country again and you get to sell your oil and And get get your money and have businesses. And this is going to help your economy and you're going to, as you get richer, everything's going to be bright future ahead of you. So that's the deal. Obama signs it probably the last year or two of his presidency.
1: I'll also note it's fair to disagree. I mean, people disagree, Republicans, or, you know, I think some. Lots of people are, disagreed on this deal. Yeah. You know, I think like, it was controversial. And yeah. It wasn't party lines either. I think a bunch of it's, I think, uh, you know, 80% of what you read is disingenuous, but I think there are honest arguments you can make to say this wasn't the best deal for U.S. They're, interest in yeah. some way, or this wasn't the most effective deal for limiting Iranian yeah. nuclear activity. We should have
0: sued but for a better term. You know, there's like. I think
1: the, the, the global consensus the multilateral aspect of the agreement, the fact that our adversaries, China and Russia, who are ty- typically sided with Iran and against the West, yeah. against the U.S. at least, the yeah. U.S. interests, they said that this is a good deal. Yeah. Iran said it's a good deal. And our allies said it's a good deal. And some portion of the American public. I think, yeah, there's debates we had, but that's. I just want to note that yeah. you, could, you could disagree with it and you could say that it's not the best version of a peace deal. But what it fundamentally achieved was... You know, lowering nuclear activity from Iran and increasing prosperity for the Iranian regime and the Iranian people in some way. Yeah. And uh, limiting, I would say, the development of nuclear weapons globally, which is probably a good well, thing. Not and globally,
0: just in Iran.
1: Globally, in the sense that they contribute to the global stockpile. Yeah. But then, and their yeah, proliferation. And yeah. then the second piece is, it. it I think that's a pretty. Anytime you go to the negotiating table and you say, yeah, you walk away with the deal, there's just. There's a good feeling to be had by, by both countries involved, and I think it, are, are it lowers you, you the, the tension that that region desperately, the temperature in that region, the amount of all the stuff we talked about, yeah. like anything you can do to turn the temperature down is, a I think, yeah. a good well, thing. Yeah. Well, so what
0: happened is Obama signed it, whatever, got it done. Trump obviously gets elected. He comes in. The, the, the deal said nothing about Iranian, Iranian development of, for example, ballistic missiles. Yeah. Uh, said nothing about Iranian, just, yeah, nothing about their funding of Hezbollah, for example. Yeah. Nothing about their funding of militia X, Y, or Z. Like you know, like anything else was outside the scope of the deal. Which maybe that's fine. Yeah, but that I mean, was the nature of the deal. Which I think was one of the complaints was that, hey, all Iran's going to do, is put a pause on the nukes for 10 years, enrich themselves and develop their economy more sophisticated, get more money in the pile for those 10 years, and in the meantime, you know. Use that money to fund fund Hezbollah and to fund the you know other arguably bad X Y and Z. Um, the
1: militant groups that they've typically employed and used as proxy war fighters in the yeah. region to advance their interests. Yeah. You so know. for
0: example, use that money to funnel mu- funnel money and send Assad a bi- you know some godforsaken amount of money. It support idea. their anti-West agenda. Yeah, like it
1: really it supports yeah. their anti their or whatever uh, their interests are, whatever
0: yeah. their interests abroad are. Broader. So pro-Iranian,
1: Iran, they've never really wanted to. They're not. They're not. They're not. Iran's, Iran's not looking to like bend over to us. They're not looking to pay us tribute. The cl- yeah, they don't want to come looking, like. Yeah, and so liberalizing, or you know, I would make an argument, and pe- reasonable people can disagree. That you bring them to the table, you And open like up life, and all of a sudden
0: we, we start becoming more friendly, and like and the things, friendlier
1: we get, the friendlier we get, and, which, and it becomes self-fulfilling, and you know we're all holding hands and singing kumbaya, right? Yeah, that's that's well, my my dream of yeah. And I think I policy. think most people would say,
0: well, you know, we signed the deal for I don't know Obama was in Obama had like a year in the presidency maybe, and then then Trump comes in over that time. Like it's not like Iran like cooled off. They they started selling the oil. Well, we were,
1: cont- we collaborate with them against ISIS. We, tell. Yeah, we did that, uh, and you know, they, they,
0: we, but they also and they also funneled m- billions of dollars and arms and weapons to Assad and propped up the Assad regime, which which, which we we also which, sort uh, of which, support because we. Well, now we do, but at the time, Assad was like he he, he may have he might have fallen without that, without that, you know without Iranian money and support, he, no, he may have fallen. There's right? no more common. I'm not in, I'm not saying that's. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So, so like, without not, there's consequences to this. Without, there's consequences to yeah. Iranian. And so it's not like it's, it's there's no free lunch here. Without I Iranian, I think that's support, important. It's true that Assad would have
1: had a much more difficult time. I just think the 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 few words or uh, the phrase that you can you'll find the most in American conversation or conversations about America in the Middle East is at the time. Yeah, at the time, we didn't want Assad. We wanted to overthrow Assad, and now uh, now we don't.
0: Well, I think and there's good reason to. He was a dictator, and he's cruel, and he slaughters his people to stay in power, and... Kim Jong-un, yeah. What, whatever, so it's like yeah, plenty should, of good reasons do, to get rid of Assad if, it, if you could, but, it's, but you know, you well, can't. So that brings, and, that brings and, us to and, our and, assassination, And also... Right? And I mean, we're, also we're getting um, closer, so keep going. And also, you know, the Syrian people wanted... Many of the Syrian people wanted to give him Assad. I like, like did, he's a yeah. dictator, he's evil, whatever. So, whatever. So that happens, you know... So then, Trump, okay, so initially what happens is, I think this is important to note, is that we say, before he pulls out of the Iran deal, deal, he's talking about it. He said it's a bad deal. He said it
1: from the very beginning. He's
0: threatening it, you know, but it doesn't happen until maybe a year into the presidency. What happens first is that we start imposing sanctions on Iran again. Again. And this is saying, okay, we're still complying with the nuclear deal. This is about you doing X, Y, and Z that we also don't like. So you're still doing the the missile testing, you're still funding terrorists, quote, you know, quote terrorists. um, And so we're going to sanction you for that behavior. And so Iran goes, okay, wait a second, you can't do that. That's out of compliance with the nuclear deal. We say, whatever, nuclear deal is stupid. You can't do these bad things. We're going to sanction you. That basically keeps going. And then eventually Trump just pulls the trigger on the deal as a whole, cancels the deal, whatever. New policy is maximum pressure, meaning we're going to put into all the old sanctions, and we're going to double-triple it so that it's like, we're going to tie the fucking noose around around here in terms of their economy. So, quick point on... Cut the, them off. Quick, Cut them off. Quick point on the... Uh, Impose pain on the regime and, and on the people.
1: Yeah. Quick point on the... Uh, after Immediately, the immediate aftermath of us leaving the Iran deal. One of the things to note is that everyone, the global community, was horrified that we did this. Russia, China, our allies, and you obviously know, Iran. That, Everyone's, that's a characterization of... It.
0: I, 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 I don't know. Hor- I don't know. I, I, Maybe
1: horrified's too strong, but they were all... Uh, I think most world leaders and world governments and the regimes that negotiated this deal yeah, and, the, regi- yeah, and certainly the stakeholders, which were, all again, all of our allies and adversaries and Iran itself had agreed to this. As soon as Trump pulled out, as he said he was going to do, yeah. and we can get into his motivations, but that's probably a whole other thing. Yeah, Second-guessing no his motivations is... Or, or his, even... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, speculating is yeah, honestly insane. insane. But uh, the... The nations that were in the Iran deal besides us upheld the Iran deal and they said, we're going to do this without the U.S. and we're going to we're not we're going to still allow you to trade. And Iran initially said, we're going to keep up our end of the bargain, too. So even though we pulled out, Iran allowed inspectors in and Iran was behaving in accordance with the deal hoping that, I don't know, hope against hope U.S. is going to change its mind only after we did the maximum pressure campaign and start sanctioning the people and causing true economic damage to the country and making the life painful for the regime, those in power, but really making it painful for the people at the bottom of the Iranian totem pole, um, only then did Iran start saying, all right, you know what, why are we sticking to this? Why are we sticking to this? And they said, we're going to develop nukes. We're going to do it. And they started doing it again.
0: Yep, yep, and they all, and also they responded by kind of escalating tensions. Yeah, as, as is their as prerogative. I mean, in response to our escalated. Yeah, Exactly, so it's like tit for tat, and so that's where that whole tit for tat thing has come. Where they they bombed a Saudi tanker, they you know they shot down an American drone, they launched missiles at the Iranian, uh, the Saudi oil processing facility. I think they seized a British tanker at one point. Um, or impounded it, and then re- but then returned it or something of that nature, I forget the details. Uh, so there's been this kind of escalating tension. They also keep, you know, they have all these militias in Iraq, left over from when they fought ISIS. ISIS is now largely defeated, though still active. They've got all these, like, what they call PMU, Popular Mobilization Units. Basically, Iran-funded militias that initially were put together to fight ISIS, but now still exist and are now basically a big force And they're Iraq. just
1: sitting there politically, uh, they're political politically force. Yeah, and they're Politically powerful. Yeah, they're militias know, and around. basically
0: a way to for Iraq, Iran to impose their political will on Iraq. Interestingly, in Iraq.
1: there is still, so they're in Iraq a democracy, quote unquote, that we've built, quote oh, unquote. Yeah, build Right? Uh, in this fledgling democracy, they elected a leader that was very pro-Iran. And this pro-Iran leader so, like, was not popular with the Iraqi people. There were protests in Iraq to, to over to throw this guy out, even yeah, though he was democratically like violent, elected. Violent, violent protests, violent protests and this guy ended up stepping down and saying, "I'm not going to be the prime minister, or the president, or whatever." Yeah, but I, he he still is, and he just kind of sits well, in his villa they, now. They
2: they and they have well, like
1: a a non they don't a really have made, a, a leader going on. Yeah. yeah. So there is this. Iran slash Iraq culture war that's happening in Iraq as you would expect with a new government in a state where and also um,
0: Iraq and a lot of have antagonism dis- between Iraq and Iran like historically because they well, yeah. not, you know it's like they're, like they're different peoples they're different cultures they're, and you know they just and also any state doesn't want to be have its you know yeah. sovereignty comp- compromised by another state yeah so it's but like natural, exactly but of,
1: as as I was saying so we, you know these these uh, PMUs formed within Iraq funded and trained and supported and organized by Iran and Soleimani primarily yeah. right and yeah. and these groups then became had to become you know they didn't dissipate after ISIS the ISIS threat diminished instead the Iraqi government which was working with them to fight ISIS recognized right. them and said, we're going to give you a weird, special political place yeah. in our fledgling democracy. They had kind
2: a of strong arm. They had no option. They had either.
1: no option because you got these guys with guns who you were just fighting with yeah. you know, and to like, fight ISIS. And, and, they're, and, and they're not now, going home nicely. They're, yeah, they're, so they're, they're saying, we're, we're still here. So Iraq said, fine. You know what? You're fine. You're officially part of or at least partnered with yeah. our, our government and our military. Yeah. So in this assassination of Soleimani, we not only took out Soleimani who sort of organized the coups and... All of these militia groups, pro-Iranian militia groups, but we also assassinated the guy who was in charge of uh, PMU, the, the biggest PMU I think that was uh, recognized by the Iraqi government. So we yeah. assassinated the leader of an
2: Iraqi militia. Yeah. Well, it's. Not, I mean. I know uh, it's the politics are the complicated. Guy, the guy in any, he, he's Iran's man in Iraq. You know, it's like it's not like he's.
1: Yeah, but he's part of the demo- democracy, and that yeah. and that particular part of the assassination attempt is what's leading. The Iraqi government, many in the Iraqi government, the Shah or the uh, Ayatollah of Iraq, and all no, these that's people. It's not about the
0: Ayatollah. It's Sistani. He's just like a big yeah. yeah. He's like essentially the uh, He's I, probably the, most, the, he's the biggest religious figure in Iraq. He's
1: yeah. typically been more pro-Western. All of them well, are yeah, very,
0: very. Pro- he's definitely anti-Iran.
1: He's anti-Iran, and all of these people are now calling for the U.S. to leave Iraq. Yeah. So we did two things. We took out this cultural figure for our, Iran. The concept We haven't gotten into the response or any of that stuff yet, but, you know, we escalated up the sanctions, we did the tit-for-tat, and now we have, have assassinated this, this cultural guy. hero, legend, whatever, maybe not loved by everyone in Iran, but definitely a one of the most important people arms, in the yeah, country. For sure, yeah. Like, one of the biggest people in the country. Yeah. It'd be like assassinating Pence in some ways, but he's bigger than Pence. It'd be like if Pence yeah, also know. had a career like Putin throughout Russia's history...
2: Yeah, and, But not quite no the world. Figure. No equivalent figure. No equivalent figure. So we
1: assassinate that guy, and then we also... At the
2: very least, you could say, it's like, if we fucking... If we got, like... If Jim Mattis,
0: when he was Secretary of Defense, was driving around Iraq and visiting the troops in Iraq, and he got assassinated You by almost Iran. have to go
1: back to World War II, though, because it's like, Iran is on the defense in many ways, yeah. and so it's not the same thing as, like, a Jim Mattis who's, like, waging our offensive wars overseas. Yeah. This is the guy who's been defending us. It's, yeah. o- it's almost like... A, um, well, you know
2: it's, what, what, not my, uh, I, I think it's a futile effort to try to f- characterize him Whatever The point is he's a big figure in Iraq in Iran, I should say. We assassinate him, there's two consequences with that you're elaborating one, Iran theoretically could be unifying around this. Two, Iraq is like saying is unifying around this and saying, okay, kick America out. So we'll see. I mean we'll see if the Iraq Parliament, for example, or whoever's in charge over there these days, like you said, it's kind of chaotic,
0: issues an order, right? To say, you know,
2: we take American forces out. That would
1: be huge. We'll
2: see if that happens. Huge moment in history, and, and we'll, we'll see listen if, to it. Yeah, and then we'll have to decide what we do. I, I would be shocked if we just say, no, sorry, we're not leaving. I I mean, I would be shocked if we said, okay, and we packed our bags, and there was not a single American troop on there <laughs> Yeah, right? it would be crazy. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think that's one of the most biggest unknowns of this and the other big unknown is Iran's it, response is Iran's response which they of course they've said they're going to do The question is they are in a tricky position because um, you know just from a conventional military accounting of power, America is the big, the big dog here. Um, that doesn't mean Iran can't strike back but you know like they could do a cyber attack. if people say, oh well I mean I'm not convinced of this.
0: The Iran's in a position where they have to respond because their people are going wait a second. You know, you can't not respond. That looks makes you look soft and weak, right? So they're kinda of boxed into having to respond and we'll see what they do because it's gonna this is why the now the war drums are beating, because if they escalate and then then we escalate and the next thing you know we're you know, we're fucking bombing the shit out of Iranian cities or something, you know. Let me but, let me put the moral so,
1: lens on Iran that I typically reserve for the US and the the big dogs, because Lauren did this to me and I and I I was hard pressed to disagree, but you said Iran has to respond or they'll look weak. I mean, that's, I guess that's, like, that's a that's, characterization. Yeah. It's a classic, like, male strategist, like, war, men fighting wars, starting wars, fighting wars, yeah. thinking about wars. And yeah. this is how you, of course, someone punches you, punch them back, of yeah. course. Otherwise, you're soft. You can almost distill it down to that. And, or otherwise, you're soft. That's not the only option Iran can do. Iran could say, you know what, we are, we are going to rise above the U.S.'s Restrain. imperialism, Restrain, yeah. we're going to impose restraint, we're not going to lash out. Yeah. We're going to Nelson Mandela this shit, we're going to lead through peace and peaceful resistance. And they could take that moral, and I would claim moral and ethical road. And I'd say they would find a lot of international sympathy I, if they I took that route. route. And there's always that route. That's the thing. In all of these conflicts, both sides, big and small, imperialist and, and uh, you know oppressed, or oppressor or oppressed, yeah. whoever you want to frame it, there's always another route besides conflict, and that route is often dismissed as silly. It's dismissed as like superficial or naive or not how the world works, but I think that that is a route that if certainly the bigger powers took, the world would be a bigger place, a better place. Totally. And it's even harder for someone, like you were saying, like Iran, ran, uh, to, you know, yeah. Well, well hey, they that can't, can't really happen. punch back as hard, so it's it's almost easier to take it in some ways, but, but it's also, almost more meaningful too to say like yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I you yeah. know we'll see if that happens. If that happens and every, everybody wins, I think. Everyone know.
1: wins except the people who uh, except Trump and uh, the people who. Well, no, I think Trump would, would be a huge victory. For American Trump. interest and in economic it, interest. Then that yeah. whole, like. Crazy. I mean, ethically. I mean, ethically. Well, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I'm, I'm talking I'm, about I'm, in that moral world. I'm right.
0: saying from a political view, it'd be like Trump would be like. Yeah, he, he'd, be like, he'd be like he'd be like a warrior uh, because wise and wise then Iran wise. back down. You know, like it'd be totally like. A I know, huge and interest. that's the
1: way people will frame it, and that's like traditionally the only way we viewed conflicts between nation states is in that for all time. For all time, and it's. It's just like this, you know. I hate to veer too far off, but I was talking about, I thought about this, you know, in this, I I think about this in terms of gender because. Well, it is like a male. It is like men fight wars, men start wars, men kill people. Like women don't do this shit, and we haven't had nations. Well, led they can, by women. but generally speaking, they don't. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Women don't commit violence. Like in near, it's oh, it's almost not negligible. It yeah. is negligible. Yeah. The signal to noise is like barely registered. Yes, some women kill people. Yeah, it's awesome. so like, and women don't start wars. Women don't lead, you know, <laughs> yeah. fight wars. Blah blah blah. And, it, you know, it, it, it's almost like flies in the face of this This one, like, you'll hear men's rights activists and, like, people who are like, well, men have it bad, too. People say, like, well, you know, women don't get drafted, yeah. right? Like, and I've always actually been kind of sympathetic to that because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. That is an actual inequality that men face, in, at least in this country or in other countries, is, like, men get drafted to go to war and women don't. So yeah. men get killed yeah. and women don't in that way. And then you zoom out and you're like... Oh yeah, but it's like other men commanding them and it's men are doing all the violence and it's like I know like any one individual man may not be guilty, but like it makes sense that men are drafted. It makes sense. it's like a reasonable inequality to expect it just anthropo- pol- anthropologically, when you look at a species where men are doing all the violence, it's like, Yeah, of course the men get drafted. Well you get into some this is a anyway, weird,
0: that digression takes you into a weird domain of gender. I'm just saying we need and, to. I'm just saying we need to elect theory. more women,
1: and there would be less conflict like this if we elected more women and viewed. I, I, I think that the world would be a more peaceful place. Yeah, I think. That's know, unfortunately,
2: Iran's not going to elect any women anytime soon. No, so I mean. they're going to have men running the show, and my my suspicion so we're is So just going to keep the, punching back. And the regime, and especially the
0: specific Iranian regime, it's a revolutionary regime. They need enemies to justify the state. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, would agree. I agree. I, I think that's part of what's going on here. Is that Iran unless they make a hard cultural
1: pivot, which, yeah, which I felt like the Iran deal it. is it's, the
0: first foot in the door to Iran making that cultural maybe, pivot. Maybe, but the people in power, the regime, people in power, the people who, who, who with interests, money, right, power, and Iran, in Iran, yeah, their their interest is in retaining the regime, and the regime needs enemies to justify its authoritarianism. Um, <laughs> Flip that on the U.S. and it doesn't ring that false. Well, sure, but whatever. I'm talking about Iran. Yeah, I know. And um, so, you know, I would be surprised if they... they I, don't, I don't I don't. think that's an open route to them, of, of taking the high road. And it's open. It's it's it's
1: dismissed. Yeah. It's a dismissed we'll route see. that's Maybe, they, maybe they'll the, take
0: it, but most likely they're going to have to respond and... This you know, we'll there's
1: s- going to be bodies. That's realistically what's going to happen. There's going to be American bodies because of this decision that yeah. Trump made. Yeah, well, which is latter- you know, which
0: is interesting because I think if you look at the details of what's happened over the last couple months, which is this tit for tat leading up to this, uh, people, you know, Iran was doing these things, right? They they bombed the Saudi tanker, right, with the mines, right? They I, sh- so that's
1: I. You brought that up, and I almost said this last time you brought that up. That still, there has not been evidence produced. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. So putting, you have to have like. I'm just putting my degrees. eyebrow. No, I'm just putting my eyebrow up. Uh, and a I'm, little bit, sure. Because... Nobody knows, but... All the other stuff they've claimed. Yeah. All well, the no, other they stuff they've... They yeah, didn't claim, they, claim they, the drone.
0: No, they didn't... They, the drone... Sh- they did shot down the drone, yes. Yeah. But not the attack on the Saudi oil process, really. That was still unknown. Unclaimed. I mean,
1: but I, I, I think, like, it's the rebels, and there's, like... It's, they're not outright saying, like... There was a huge level of denial coming out of the Iranian regime. So it almost was, like... It felt to me, like... Well, they, I'm not trying to escalate
0: shit. I know. Because they wanted to, like, get this in without escalating. <clears throat> and so what happened... Okay, so whatever. You can make the point. I'm
1: just but saying, we'll that there's there. been no evidence uh, no. Of that, that, that Iran did that. In fact, there's there's like, circumstantial
0: evidence, but there's no hard evidence. Well, the tanker, the
1: person who owned that tanker said that it wasn't Iran well,
0: that did it. Well,
1: And the U.S. said that it well, was Okay, Iran. maybe we'll close I mean, someone like this. I,
0: there's a lot of circumstantial evidence from a lot of people. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a classic Iraq war thing again. But who knows? The point is... Yeah, it's like our. our, you, our, I, our I would I'm convinced. I'm convinced because it seems very clear. Like there was a series of events. You were less convinced when this
1: happened in real time. Remember us looking us up yeah, in the we, office. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got to like the bottom of where the evidence stopped, and it was disputed.
0: And, and we said we'll, we'll wait to learn more. But then you saw the next. Were, but now we've seen a series of events here, okay. so you have to be but kind but of, of like. But series of events always happen after a precipitating event. So here's what happened. So that happened. That happened. Nothing. The Gulf of Tonkin. Like. Okay, so let me fill and finish my point. Sure. The mind thing happened. That was the first thing. We didn't respond. There was no bomb. It's true. There was no missile strike. It's true. We talked about it. There were people like, "Oh shit, is going to happen?" And we did. And it. we did. So there was restraint there. Um, and then there was, a, and there was a series of other events. We shot down the, They shot down the drone. drone. We didn't respond. Trump said he, he, was, going to, he, he, he said was going to. He said he was going to respond, but he didn't. Yeah. So again, restraint. And I thought that was good by Trump. I did too. I, was, I All of these really things. And then we, the, the Saudi missile the attack on the Saudi. People were like, "Oh shit, is he going to respond?" And he didn't. And he didn't. Which again, I was like. Kudos to Trump, good job, be a good boy. Um, I was happy that he didn't respond. That was
1: a pressure, economic pressure was working. And he was kind of saying, okay, we well, are we'll put the pressure on
0: you late, and you can shoot us, shoot your missiles at us, we're gonna swat it away. It doesn't impact us. He was kind of taking that like restrained, like come to the table. I mean, obviously it's his fucking idiotic attempt at it, but like people were protesting in Iran. People wanted an. I felt like that, I honestly thought movement. the policy there was kind of working because of his restraint. Maximum pressure, maximum, rest- like, it was kind of working. I would um, say it was working, but it wasn't, I would, I would it was obviously, yeah, yeah. And, and the ethics and also the actual technical execution of it with Trump, Yeah, the um, agency yeah. of you his can, actual, you can count on
1: that being done. So whatever,
0: but from it. a high level, this idea of like proposing pressure and then not responding right away to these, all these various attempts for us to trigger. Um, it was definitely it happened a series a series of so first that then this then that. There was some
1: buzz that Iran was thinking about coming to maybe do the walking to the table slowly. Yeah, or, there was it kind was of like, it was like, like building because yeah.
0: and I think the restraint of not responding to these. They multiple, realized like oh we can't just we're not going to we're not, not going to provoke them and so I, what happened though is that we the to, PMUs yeah. in Iraq began another so another as this, these, were, these were these series of things that Iran was doing. I'm not sure what the intent. Maybe it was to provoke a response. Maybe it was to just test. I'm not sure But it was a series of events. I think it had little to do with the U.S. If I'm, my analysis
1: would be, it had little to do with the U.S. and more to do with Iraq. Oh yeah, or or, more to and, do with, or like, and internally the Iraqi yeah, government,
0: perhaps. So they were, the PMU were launching, were lobbing rockets into American bases in Iraq. Yeah, and so for a while that's been happening now for months, and then one happened recently and it killed like it killed an American one. a contractor yeah. and then four you know, contractor is just another word for mercenary over there okay sure but basically an American yeah. contractor who's on the base working for American government and also then four actual uniformed people service members yeah. of some sort were, were wounded so you know was, all of a sudden it was like okay and so when that happened we said and that's when Trump pulled the trigger. And so the, before we got to the assassination... And the embassy. The, embassy's the well, embassy Well, so that's what it is. That missile attack where we actually... Okay, all of a sudden, they've been lobbing these in. Nothing's happened. And now they've wounded American service members. So we bomb out in the deserts of Iraq. We bomb a PMU camp. Yeah. We kill like 50 or 60 yeah. Iranian militia members out there somewhere. In response, all the PMU and their like people in the ground—they're political. And a lot,
1: a lot of just civilians. A lot of ir- yeah, ir- iraqi I civilians
0: think who arguably iraqi civilians, but also very well documented that the the, the muscle there. Was, the was I- Iranian supported PMU. Yeah, PMU and the militias, and, and probably yeah. bringing out some people as well. Because so average people as well. Because
1: you have to think just to... But the organizing
0: force of that protest was Soleimani's PMUs. Yeah, but and that right. was their that was their response. Okay, and they they do the embassy. Thing. I just want
1: to note though, in Iraq, because it, you know, just to think about these places and these people more holistically than just the 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 war fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to note that this protest that happened at the you know embassy embassy in Baghdad. Yes, probably. I mean, in all likelihood, organized. You could just see the motive. You can see this st- yeah, strategic way of it. And it was well documented. I mean, well it was like documented. they were like these were the PMUs. There's evidence, yeah, like, okay. There's a ton of a pro-Iranian like interest. interest sentiment there. And, and interests. And but there's also within Iraq. This is a country that we have absolutely obliterated. It was a functioning country for many people. Right now, Saddam did horrible stuff. He did some horrific stuff to the people. Yeah, cultural right. and so there's a lot of anti-American. But there's a functioning country there with a leader that we had supported decades prior, mm-hmm. that we overthrew. We destroyed the country, we destroyed the infrastructure, we set up a, a government that was you know, supposedly a democracy, whatever, then it that falls over, we fail to support it. We've talked about the surge and all this stuff and, and how maybe by pulling out of Iraq, we let ISIS form, but however right. you slice it, Go just from a functioning government to decades, uh, of, chaos. decades of, of chaos, both the Iraq war and the subsequent ISIS attacks. Like most, not most, well, I would say most Iraqi. first of all, I'll just say with certainty that any Iraqi civilian in there unaffiliated with Iran, yeah, unaffiliated there's, with there's any
0: shop, state actor. Generic shopkeeper of the Yeah, Your Joe Average Smith Joe. <laughs> in Iraq <laughs> yeah.
1: hates the US in some way or has lost someone due to the US's yeah. intervention in Iraq. So they know people who have died, their yeah. friends and family have died. Maybe they don't maybe they hate Iran too. Yeah. But at there's best, at, at best, best. Yeah maybe they hate us both. At yeah. best. Yeah. But there are some that hate Iran less. And there are some that hate Iran but also want us to leave. Yeah, and so there yes. are some that when the Iranian dollars start flowing Right. right? It's very easy to say, yeah, I'm like there's a march today to to protest against the U.S. presence here. The U.S. bombs dropping the U.S., you know, whatever. I'm here. Get them out. And so they storm the embassy. But the mixture of civilians and, you know, whatever guerrilla units or paramilitary units or militia members, maybe they're there's... You know the other thing is to approach this with nuance. Militia members have a political voice too. They have families in the area too. Yeah. So you can be someone who fights the U.S. on the front lines in a militia, but then you're also representing and speaking truth to your civil perspective and your political perspective, and you go to march in an embassy. Sure. Uh, so that's your, your prerogative. It's your prerogative.
0: So whatever that happens. Benghazi. Well, you know Benghazi.
1: that's in the back of everyone's. And minds. I think
0: I think more more is is the nineteen is the is the hostage rep. Crisis Iran. in Iran. Yeah, that's the real mirror image of Iran holding American diplomats hostage for over a year. Whatever. That's and so I think people are freaked about that. Luckily, it didn't get to that stage. No one. No, I don't think any Americans died or got injured or anything like no. that. So and th- then we went. So and then so in response to that, that is that where the, tit, just, the tip. The yeah. tip. You know, it's like all, So what I, I will say though is that Trump tried the he or whatever. It appeared to me that there was American restraint was in place tactically had been decided that we're not going to respond I agree to these things and it got to a point though where
1: I wouldn't say it was to my like maybe like again like hand holding Kumbaya idea, level Kumbaya level but I'd say that far, it seemed far to be like I...
0: happening and then and then all of a sudden you know whatever it got to a point or someone made the decision that this is getting out of hand we need to respond and, and we need to respond hard and they and we, and we bombed I don't know I think we killed like 50 or something militia members out there which is like um, would that happened, and then the embassy and then the then the drone strike on Soleimani, and now here we are. So, the question, the big outstanding questions, I think we have to consider are: uh, Will Iraq, formally, you know, go from kind of like this is being talked about to formally declare that Americans have to leave? If so, what happens? What do we? What actually happens? I'm. I don't know. I'm. We'll see. We will see. And then the other thing is, what is what is Iran going to do to respond? We just deployed
1: 3,500 more troops to, to Iraq. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I we're like, we're esc- we're scaling up our well, yeah. involvement. And so if Iraq doesn't ask us to leave, then you can expect a greater concentration of American forces there. Yeah. Well, you can expect an Iranian response. And yeah. then it so, remains so, to be seen what we do after that Iranian response. Yes,
0: and, and we'll see what the Iranian response is, right? So they could, um, you know... This is the problem that Iran has, which is they have all this asymmetric, which I would describe as all these militias, shadowy, not directly Iranian, which means like they can kind of like, there's like plausible deniability sort of in some ways, which is like a lot of those attacks.
1: I think they want, they're going to need credit for this one.
0: So they're going to need credit. And and so the question is, 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 if they launch a missile from like a site, say they launch a missile from like a a missile site somewhere in in Iran, and it sails out of the Persian Gulf and it hits an American destroyer, right? Yeah. Or hits an American aircraft carrier, right? Like... What if they sink all, an
1: American an aircraft carrier?
0: Which, you know, they could. know it's hard to do, but they, who knows? Maybe they could. Like, hell will break loose. Yeah. So th- there's that. My... I hope that does not happen. My perception is that Iran knows that they can't win a conventional war, right? They, you know, like...
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I also think... yeah, you know, like, th- it's not
0: in their interest... It's not in. It's not in the regime. Let's just say the people in power. The regime's interest is not to bring. You know, American airstrikes, onto Iran. For all this crazy fighting we've been doing, we haven't. There's been no, official. You know, state-on-state warfare. You know, we haven't bombed Iran, right? That that you know. I mean, that's a huge escalation. It's a huge change in the game. Um, so my perception is that they. This is just... I'm kind of bullshitting now about what I think will happen.
1: A
2: little prognostication.
0: Prognostication. I think Iran has to respond because of what we talked about. They're boxed in. It's like that. You punch me, I have to punch back. They're in a corner. They could take the high road. I'm skeptical of that happening. So they're going to have to respond. How do they respond? They have to kind of go asymmetric because they can't launch a missile from... They can't, like, take an official Iranian naval boat and use it to sink attack an American character because that thing is going to get killed and we're going to respond like... We're going to go crazy. Also, it's like... I think every American general is like if you fight us in a conventional war, like, you fucked up. That's not, you're gonna lose, right? So I think they're gonna do, I think what's gonna happen, we'll see, is an attack on it, and also they, we killed we killed a, a civilian, not a civilian, but like, but yeah, it wasn't is, like we bombed like a, a tank, you know, yeah. or like a, a ship yeah. got hit. You know, like this was just like a guy driving to a meeting. Now granted, he was a military commander, so my perception would be like, they in, in matching that, they could definitely attack a diplomat. Yeah. Um, or Which is an ambassador, that's, that's or it's of warfare
1: that these nation states, and you know, again, so, looking at it in the cold calculus, these nation states generally, whatever nation state, like Putin, as much as he hates the US, and as powerful as Putin is yep. in the assassination world, yep. and that dude has pretty much unlimited power there, yep. Putin could take out Boris Johnson, Putin could take out Donald Trump, he could take out any leader he wants. What would happen afterwards would be probably the world assassination of Putin. Of Putin. To yeah. be honest, we could probably take out Putin. Like but nation the states through, yeah. can take out nation yeah. state leaders, but the leaders, without even saying anything, without shaking any hands or writing anything down, they there's sort of this we're, tacit agreement. You don't elect them, you don't assassinate the political leaders, yeah. right? That's not how we're gonna fight wars with each other. There's almost this unspoken agreement, and Trump being Trump, I think, and not having It's not same, just Trump. I mean, like I know, but yeah, like this is a, this there's a, probably
0: like came up through the agencies through the department of defense like
1: we've had man, we've had a million shots at this guy and we've all, and, and we we've, and we passed, and we, passed. And we could have done this you know and we, we could have done we this we took turkey. this shot and this is a very transparent
0: and we took credit for it and Brand, we did it yeah, and, and we did it and it's and out we, in the open and
1: and now we're seeing how we're going to see how it shakes out and if I ran uh, were to just just bomb the fuck out of our embassy and kill everyone inside. All the diplomats, the ambassador, anyone who's still there.
0: The, the troops. the, there's, there's yeah, the d- troops There's dozens, are there. of, probably hundreds of I think, troops there. I think there's
1: some crazy number, like 1,600 people, full-time staff in the embassy, something like... So they could kill 1,000 people or something, do some... Crazy stunt. Crazy stunt, and then point and say, like, you know, you're, you're the one who started targeting diplomats. You're yeah. the one who started targeting, like... Pe- leaders of states, yeah, and that would not i mean now we've already outlined one of you were just outlining how unreasonable or how how Unreasonable, a, a traditional war but with Iran would, would be. be for an Iran, Iranian regime leader leader yeah. because, you know, they can't win a conventional war. They can't launch missile can't. attacks. On, but yeah. I don't know that... I think what Iran knows is that we don't have the political appetite for, for that war. war. Yeah. And Iran, the Ayatollah came out and I sent you this this Instagram post, which is fucking great, uh, T.I., who was just snapping like a little video of the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah said, when we say death to America... We're not talking about the American people. We're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about John Bolton. We're talking about Mike Pompeo.
0: Which is weird because John Bolton isn't even, in, in He's the not, government
1: but not, you know, John Bolton's you know, did that yeah. You know, like John Bolton has caused that rack. Well they've, a lot also of pain. Chaining, they've also been chanting
0: they've also been chanting Death to America well before Trump was of course. ever, ever scene. So it's of kind they've of like you, that, you take I'm that just, with a little I, bit of a grain Of course, soul.
1: but I'm just it's noteworthy that the Ayatollah is framing it that way now. Yeah. It's noteworthy that he is Hey, let me make it less ambiguous and let me make it, let me just try to, you know, because he's, yeah, like you said, he said death to the West and I hate the United States and blah, blah, blah. He said all sorts of horrific things about Israel and the, you know, nuking Israel, whatever. So it's interesting and noteworthy, and I would like to see the American press cover it more to hear the Ayatollah frame that no, it's actually not the American people we have a problem with. It's the American leaders, which he says explicitly. It's your leaders who are waging this war on us. It is your leaders... Yeah. Who are who are killing our people and blah blah blah? You know, framing it how the Iranians would frame it, and seeing it as the leader of Iran would see it. You know, no, or it
0: as it as it as it uh, as it is politically advantageous for the Iranian leader. Exactly. To, so that's what I see we say we say the same shit all the time. Of Americans course. say the same shit. We, we don't do, have any. But, th- we don't have any problem with the Iranian people. It's the regime that's the problem. What? You know what? We you say could, that the same thing. And you could say, it, so and could, I think that's a disingen- it's
1: dishonest on its face because if that were true, then why not wage war exclusively as we just did with the Soleimani attack? Why? Why put sanctions on the people?
2: The Al- outcomes of sanctions. You, I mean, of course, we're not going to assassinate. Al- their, we're not going to do we regime. Could. I'm just saying we that's could. why it's a
1: disingenuous argument to say it, right. Well, it, not, make, you're not making it, but just the I fact that like. Whatever. I, I don't think... We, assass- we say we care about the people and that the leaders are the ones we have a problem with. The regime, we, yeah. But we don't fight our wars that way. We well, fight our wars those such are hard, it's,
0: it's very hard to do
1: that. It's not. We could assassinate the leader. We could assassinate the vice president. We could assassinate the Ayatollah. We could just do drone strikes. Targeted drone strikes. Do a, like... Yeah. yeah well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, but We, we, we could would, do that and just take out leaders. I, exclusively. Yeah. Anytime I think they pop be, their head up. I think that would be unjust. You think that would be unjust, but economic sanctions are more just? You know, it's hard to say. Hard to say. Because the impact is is much more like the deaths. I agree, totally. You're killing rich people who are saying death to America instead of the poor people who are just along for the ride. I, I would think you would
0: say probably that drone strikes on leaders is unethical. I think it's far
1: m- I don't know yeah I probably would I would say an open
0: conflict. I think ethical. Yeah, I mean exactly this is my from my honesty this
1: assassination of a guy we I'm, I'm just trying to just look a- at the the ethical you know I just you know you you're know saying and that we all say the same shit we all try to put these ethical trappings right and like, on, our, our, on our, 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 like
0: kind of like you know angle it so it's like yeah
1: yeah so we're like we're, everyone wants to be the good guy in their own story and we're no different and so we're framing this war so we guys are they and, and as are they I find you know we were just talking about the reasonableness of Iran doing open conflict with us, and I don't think they, I think they recognize that we, you know, yeah, Trump could bomb the shit out of Iran for a week, he could start leveling cultural sites, he could start like... we don't even have to send boots on the ground. No, we could just start doing that shit, and I think that there's a part, I think a part of the Ayatollah's calculus is that if you do that, you lose, because you're not going to send troops here. Yeah. We're going to be fine. I have a bunker. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. Like, yeah, I might lose some generals. I might lose some other Soleimani's. You're not... if As long as I'm alive, you have lost. And even if you kill me, like, the Iranian people... We'll hate the U.S. forever. Yeah. You will have to eventually send boots here. We will keep replacing people. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, like, they will win in the long run unless we do the full Iraqi invasion. Takeout. And even then we don't win. And even then we don't win. We just haven't, I mean, we don't win anything and by any of this stuff. You yeah. could say, what have we won in Iraq, Iraq yeah, exactly except, saying. like, there's, there's the no. trillions of dollars we've spent. We, yeah, we did. So we, 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 our we, country's in debt. I mean, we can tie this, try there's to tie time. this back to the domestic politics of it because I do think What's interesting there's, there's, is the there was no appetite for war. Trump' supporters fight the wars. yeah, I don't know how, like how else to say it. like the low educated rural areas where are, where the, most are of the troops come where from. the troops come from. yeah, so Trump has been, I think, you know Smart. rightly so characterized as anti-war, but only in contrast to business as usual American politicians. Trump has had over the past three years less of an appetite for war for open war mm-hmm. he's at least said some of those things said the right things in that in that and space he, and like in, in certain
0: examples he's had res- shown restraint in certain examples so, like, he's shown restraint leading up to this for, like we talked there's about there's also
1: been a strange though dis- I've seen the military industrial complex winning yeah. over the last year and a half he pulled out of Protecting the Kurds yeah. allowed Turkey to roll in. Sent those troops to Saudi Arabia to protect the oil fields there. Yeah, we, you know, like we're not actually lowering our troop Overall, numbers yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. We're just moving them to different countries. Yeah, we're less active in Syria, but now we're protecting Saudi oil yeah. and we're protecting our own some oil wells that he's just tweeted about. He's yeah. saying the quiet stuff out loud. Yeah. like we're we should just take the oil and go. So, which is a, a absolute war crime.
2: As I mean, a as a um. As a final wrap up, we have there's all these unknowns about what's going to happen next. What's the, I mean, we're going to find out here shortly. We're going to find out in the
1: next week or two. Yeah, so we might yeah. be on the precipice of of some heavy shit. We might just see extended tit for tap with yeah. greater body counts or, over or, the coming months. Or,
2: or, you know, Iran will take the high road. Trump will take the political victory, and you know, David Petraeus will be right that deterrence was established. Who knows? Um, I'm curious what you think. Let's, I'm actually, I kind of decided recently, this is like separate, but it's related, is that I'm, voting, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary, and I'm going to vote for him because I want, as a basically as a social experiment, like, regardless of what I think about his politics or what about his policies, about the feasibility. I love where you're going with this already. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I have my beliefs, I'll argue them, I'll get worked up about arguing why he's wrong about this or that or the other thing, but, just, but beneath that, there's like a basic level of uncertainty I recognize that I don't fucking know. I don't know if my foreign policy ideas are right, or my political ideas are right, or my economic ideas are right. Who knows? Um, so, I'm, I, and it just as a breath of fresh air, and kind of as like, let's run the experiment. Let's see what Bernie Sanders, the most famous anti-war guy of all time, comes into the presidency. Now, he's constrained by Congress to some degree, especially domestically, healthcare, Green New Deal, whatever he wants to do domestically. But war. But foreign policy, he's going to have a free hand, right? And... I would be curious to see how the idealist Bernie
0: Sanders, who's been an outsider as a protester, who's had the luxury of not being in charge when he gets into the office, um, how that shakes out. And, I, would, and it's, I think it would just be fascinating to watch. And I think it would be fascinating, especially for you, where you, 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 even more so than me, are disgusted with you know, the traditional American foreign policy. And it's like, okay, here's this guy who, for all intents and purposes... Is saying is, the right is, things is, in this yeah. space. And for the longest he's time and, and he's like the most thing, you know, right? whatever. Yeah. So he's the most aligned with this kind of idea of like pull out, retrenchment. Doesn't mean we're you know, not isolationist, but like multilateralism and like
1: thinking about the people of the country. Exactly, all that
0: stuff. All that all that great stuff that's very, you know, has like a lot of ethical high ground. Um let's see let's see when he gets into into the oval, you know, when he's in charge and and the weight of the responsibility. Lands on his desk. Um, what does he do?
1: And the military-industrial complex is shouting in his ear. Yeah, and you know and he's got the
0: generals saying, "Well, this is going to happen if you don't do this," and you've got you know so because that's not going to change. And and you know theoretically all that stuff could change down the road with long-term structural changes in the way things are organized and radical shifts in the culture and all sorts of things. But realistically, that's a, that's a, that's a constant. And um, the question is if if a, if a guy who can come into power like Bernie Sanders. Could he, what would he do? And, um, I, I so that's because, you know, Biden, it's going to be like, it's just going to be oh like, a, you know, it's, you know it'll be different than Trump. It'll be, he'll do a good, better job of like listening to all the, the blob. Like he won't be as like crazy, as spouting crazy shit as Trump, but it'll be very institutional, like normal, like kind of Hillary kind of You'll style. I'
1: comfortable watching a State of the Union
0: yeah, and he, you know he won't be like tweeting like I'm gonna bomb the shit out of you at the very least. So you'll have like a kind of or smoother foreign policy, but it won't be anything new. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, and you know Warren, arguably she's she's probably closer to Bernie, but I think also she doesn't have that backbone and history of of kind of anti-war stuff that no, no, so she's I more lobby that yeah. she lets on, but. And right. so I think that's why I'm like, all right,
1: let's see what Bernie Sanders would do. I just need to say, I think uh, everyone who has listened to this podcast this long needs to appreciate the intellectual humility of that, of size position right there. I've never heard <laughs> anyone say in my life, and I don't think I ever will, that I'm going to vote for this person who espouses ideas that I don't believe in. Across the board. Across the board, simply to test the validity of those ideas on the world stage in actuality, I think a lot of people, for better or worse, voted for Trump for the same reason. Yeah, I think a I lot do. Of, I do think there's like I don't know like, what's going on, but I'm gonna throw a fucking like I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. Yeah, and, and just see what see, happens. And and we've seen, and it's been kind and of just, scary. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. this week. Yeah, um, but you know,
0: I, I do think that's a good that's a good point. Yeah,
1: but I think it's a really I think that's a really uh, useful way of looking at this. I agree. I'm also very interested. To see if someone like Bernie were to get in, or someone espousing Bernie-type foreign policy or Tulsi-type foreign policy, on when it comes to regime change wars, yeah, uh, I want to know use and
2: abuse of American military power. I
1: my, my theory is that the Ameri- quote American empire or quote American dominance or quote American interest Hedge will money. be yeah will American be World will Warfare. be just as strong with a peaceful foreign policy and a a like res, more, far more restrained far less interference far less world policing you yeah. know far less yeah, interfering of I mean the, I, that's that's my of course the then bias. that's why you believe those that's why I believe like those. that's my bias and so I I'm also I have mean, an interest in seeing those ideas tested yeah whether Bernie actually tests them whether history so that's presents a, him the, the first opportunity question, yeah. Yeah. yeah the
0: first question is Will he get the opportunity for yeah, four opportunity. to eight years? Yes, yeah. and then the question is, does he actually stick to it? Does, does he, he actually execute? To or does he, like, be- fold? And we realize, well, in fact... If he folds, though, that doesn't really tell the tale.
1: Yeah. right. But we don't need to test it. We don't need to test it. So I want to see him stay it strong, and do not. it, and then see the yeah. effects. I, I,
2: yeah, I think both are interesting. I, both My, are my perception interesting. is that A he failure gets, would be interesting, too. My, my my guess is that he would get into power, and he wouldn't... It, you would actually see, basically... Yes, a different foreign policy, but it would within the norms
0: of, of that we'd expect to see over the last decade. I don't think he would be able to just like pull out and You know, I no, you can't
1: rewrite history in eight years or four yeah, years, and but so like, he'd be
0: constrained. But by the bucket of shit that he kind of gets handed when he yeah, two hundred
1: years of American history. But, so, but I, I think it's you have to at least acknowledge, and this is why we vote, right? Yeah. This is why people have opinions, yeah. is because. Everyone acknowledges that, like, ideas over a long term and, you know, subtle changes to the system. Whoever's guiding this ship, if you had eight years of Bernie Sanders and he's not, there's no history-shaping events, there's no active conflicts, and he mostly just, like, drone bombs... Some terrorists that pop up and you know, doesn't fight any new wars or anything, and nothing
2: really happens. We're well, still let's see if he can on. end wars. Let's
0: see if he can end wars. Like, are what,
2: we, yeah, could, can he get us out of Iraq? Let's say he just can he scales get us it, out of Afghanistan, say, can he, he get does, us out of Saudi
0: Arabia, out of fucking Chad and Nigeria and Somalia. Let's say he
1: doesn't do it completely, but he scales it back 10 15 percent. Noticeable. And you can't, statistically significant. Statistically significant, because at this do, point, what it's is having, the effect of that in the long run? Yeah. I think that effect. You know, butterfly type effect. Yeah, you give ten, eight years of that, even if in those in that period, Iran's still a theocracy, North yeah. Korea still shitty. Well, maybe
0: argue,
2: maybe the benefit Throughout is that like, the next person later, also it sets the precedent that this can be happened without
0: any political consequences, and yeah. the next person can come in and. And that's it.
1: where I look at. That's where I look at my kind you know, my the, kumbaya shit, and I and I think it deserves you know. I a think chance. the hippie, yeah, I think it deserves a chance. I think the hippies were onto something, you know. Um, and it's 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 you know, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that history—it
1: just, just—it takes centuries and thousand generations and generations of people trying to do better, trying to be more yeah. ethical, and trying to like be a create a better world together. Fundamentally, and that's like a key aspect of progress that is not—that's non-economic, that's non-strategic, that's non-political. It's, like, it's just the moral the, mor- in moral. the Moral progress of civilization. Like, the moral progress of civilization depends on the political progress of civilization and the ethical progress of civilization incorporating moral concepts and some of those basic moral concepts include like you know not i don't know maybe not assassinating a world leader but we or a world a world figure like this maybe it does maybe that's like part of the ethical calculus we make but i just think i look at the suffering in that region like truly the the human suffering the Millions of people who have been displaced from Iraq, the millions of people who have been displaced from Syria, from all of these war-torn countries, both the civil conflicts and like sub-Saharan Africa that maybe we're less involved in, yeah. and the all more active ones where we are a main antagonist in yeah. the area. And, and I just feel like a deep sense of of sadness and totally. for those people that they don't get to live the life that we live in our little bubble here recording a podcast, going to work, living in a city where we don't have to worry about bombs dropping, we don't have to worry about whether we support China or Russia as they fight over our, over California, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, totally. Like, they, these people haven't been given that opportunity, and the only way to, we, and they never will, frankly, but the only way that their kids or their grandkids or their great 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 grandchildren down the road have that opportunity that we have now is for peace to make its way in. And peace doesn't happen by dropping bombs. It never will.
2: And I, well, in my opinion, in my opinion, maybe or, I mean it has, but in the past, you well. know what I mean. You know what I mean, though. Like but, eventually, yeah, it seems like, like it. In the, it's, the, it's, the last 30, 40, anti- 50 years, it's not has not worked. People
1: use war as a as a yeah. The ends justify the means. We're going. We're using war just so we can have peace later. I just they're so fundamentally distinct ideas, war is perfect violence, it's violent, you know, yeah. and it doesn't seem compatible. It doesn't seem compatible. So I, I would like to see those ideas, like we mentioned with Iran, you know, not escalating, not, not retaliating. That's an example of that type of action on a political level that could happen right now, it probably won't, could happen right now, and the world's a better place. We could stop we could enter into a new deal and, and you know start like flooding them with foreign aid and and you know bombing them with blue jeans or whatever we could try that that's an approach that's on the table that's not something that's even thought about seriously anymore you know there's a lot of peaceful foreign policies that are just treated as childish or treated as superficial and or naive. Un, are naive but if we are truly in interested if we're truly interested in the project of building a better humanity or building a better world for all the people who live in it, it has to at least incorporate a moral uh, judgment here or there when
2: when we make yeah. our political decisions. I agree. I agree. And we'll see, we'll see if Bernie gets elected, and we'll see if he can uh, stand true to his uh, ideal, you know, his idealism. And then we'll see how the world responds. And um, in doing so, perhaps we will all learn something. And civilization will make progress.
0: And, uh... I don't know. What the, what's the purpose of progress again? I forget. Uh, flirt, human flourishing? Oh, right. Yeah. Human flourishing. Yeah. And God's happy? Yeah. If you want to add God in? Yeah, you can throw God in. I mean, okay. I'm sure God doesn't like <laughs> us killing each other. Yeah, uh, I so. mean, I don't typically think about it Okay, right, right. So what's... So, fucking... If you yeah,
1: if you're, you know, yeah. in the... Of a theological bent, uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, right, and God for right. sure hates violence. Yeah. So, if there
0: is a God, He hates violence, and so we'll, so we should we'll, stop we'll killing be, each It would be greater the glory of God, and/or human flourishing, or and/or um, various other potential reasons for doing anything. And uh, with that, Trevor, you gonna outro us with a with a song. I'm gonna outro us with something. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out. We've well, a... got about a few seconds because I can only keep talking and maintain the uh, the uh, the vibe for a few minutes longer. <laughs> Turn it up. <off>. Good. I'll show us. All right.
2: See you it's next week. Going, see you next week. Hopefully. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless Iran strikes back. Dust Too hard. Enter. Park
0: Slope, Brooklyn. Or whatever. <laughs>